0: Welcome to NFP, the Non Fungible Podcast, with your host, Decline. Hey, this is NFP, the Non Fungible Podcast, with me, Decline. Today's episode is brought to you by the Koi Network. Koi makes minting NFTs super easy and inexpensive. Just drag and drop your file using their NFT wallet, Finny and Koi takes care of the rest. Minting costs as little as one cent, so you can create as many NFTs as you want. And when they're viewed by other people, you even earn Koi tokens that you can use to fund your next series. Check it out at koii.network. All right, Naughty on NFP. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm just uh, glad you could make it and be here. I'm sure you're a busy
1: guy. Yeah, but I'm glad to make it too, you know. Uh, I'm busy, but I'm sure you're a busy guy too. So, you know, make time for each other, you know. <laughs> right on.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I was uh, looking at, uh, you know, whenever I have a guest on, I spend some time researching them. And one thing that I thought was kind of amusing that you posted on Twitter just the other day was that you think that about 30% of the people in crypto actually understand
1: crypto. Uh, exactly. You want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, definitely you want to talk about yeah. that, you know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an educator as well. So I onboard a lot of people into the crypto world. And a lot mm-hmm. of people come in with just, you know, money a monetary uh, value to crypto on their mind. So they don't do the research. They don't go back and see the Timothy C. Mays. They don't go back and see the cypherpunks and really like dig into the culture of it all. And I think the people who build a foundation in the culture of it and learn exactly what it is, they have a better understanding and they don't get so tied into just the monetary or oh, the dips and things like that. Like, we know this is technology that's going to be here. Like, we've seen the same thing with the cell phone and with computers. People's oh, it's, ah, it's a fad. It's going to go away. And now most of our life depends on it. So I think that, like, only 30% of the people that are in crypto really understand it from that that level of it. Most of the people that are coming in are just looking at it as another market asset that they can buy and flip some money, you know?
0: Totally. I think, yeah, most people, they see the tip of the iceberg and they look at that bit and they go, oh, it's a fad, right? Because they'll look at say what happened with NFTs and where they got to a point where it was speculative and, you know, just people putting in ridiculous money and they go, oh, that'll never last. And it's true. That part was never going to last. Right. Right. But the NFT technology, definitely is going to last right and all the possibilities of it and like you say with cell phones you know it's it's going to become i think personally an integral part of our lives we won't necessarily know that they're nfts all the time right but yeah i agree with you 100 percent. so are you into you know the bitcoin and all that stuff as well then
1: yeah, definitely. You know, I started with Bitcoin, you know, years ago, a friend told me about Bitcoin, told me to get some, I didn't really understand what it was. This was probably like 2015, 16. Okay. I didn't, un- yep. I didn't, I didn't understand anything about it. You know, I, I kind of got the vibe of it. Like, oh, digital money. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I always, yep. I always thought money was digital anyway from credit cards. I, I don't see what's sure. Big. You know, so I said, all right, let me invest in some. You never know where to go. And I just left it there and then came years later and I had a nice amount in there. So I was like, (laughs) whoa, let me really dig into this. (laughs) And I'm an artist, um, first of all, right? So when I started to see what was going on with the digital currency, I was like, I wonder where this is going to take art because I always want to see art tied into it. And then I found NFTs really early and just jumped Mm -hmm. in, just started buying NFTs and creating NFTs, just interacting. I was just like excited. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very captivating, I find, you know, you know, I had the same experience, but you know, um, it was something where it just fascinated me my my way of dealing with it, unlike you with the art, I was started out as writing, I was was Mm -hmm. really into writing about it. And then I I caught the art bug later, I was an artist as a kid, even, but I never saw the connection between it and blockchain. Right. Until I started writing about uh, the stuff for uh, Cointelegraph. And then I was like, okay, so then Mm -hmm. it kind of all came together for me. So was there a point in time because obviously you have physical art long before the NFT scene, you're known for kind of the the skulls, the skinless humanity kind of theme. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Can you talk about that a little bit and then how that transferred over to where you went with the crypto with it?
1: All right. So I was doing. Digital art mainly, but I was doing like uh, mixtape covers for artists and things in the music business. That's where I was mostly at. And in 2019, I caught the art bug, like you would say, and I started painting. I've never painted before, but I just started painting. Yeah, I had never painted before. Everything was either like drawing or digital art. But it was always in in my mind, like, you know, this digital art is never going to be worth much because, you know, you can just replicate it. Nobody can tell the authenticity and stuff like that. So I was I was moving more towards the canvases because I said, you know, the canvas world, that's where the art, that's where everybody goes, right? They want canvases. So I just experimented with it, and it just took off. Like, I was pretty good with it, and I was able to gain a lot of uh, traction because I've always been building a community. Like, no matter what I've done, I've always kept kind of, like, contact with the people that support me and, mm-hmm. you know, keep us in a circle. So when this came to, to my attention, I was like, you know, I want a way to track my physical pieces. It wasn't really about making NFT art. I just wanted oh, okay. Yeah, I want to track my physical pieces. And I always used to draw like oh, I wish I had some of my old art to show you. I used to draw a microchip. That was like my that was like my signature. Like once you see that little microchip on it, you know that's naughty. And it was just basically representing one day my art is gonna be able to be traced by this microchip. I'm thinking uh-huh. QR code or something like that. And I'm just digging, digging through a whole bunch of articles and I see something about NFTs. And I'm like, NFTs? Let me see what this is about. <laughs> yeah. And the company, the company that I bumped in was actually just offering NFTs as a proof of authenticity contract. So yep. it, it it wasn't really the art yet. It was just like, this is to show you the digital proof of purchase. And right. I just, I just started digging from there and just found the NFT world and, I'm here now, you know.
0: Yeah, I was watching the video of you uh, at Michael's shopping for canvases and paint supplies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I was out there. I was out there in my Versace room. I (laughs) tried. It was fucking I don't give a fuck. Everybody's looking at me like, "Yo, who's this weirdo?" You know, this guy's crazy. I like that's art. Like, fuck it, you
0: know. Now you were saying in the video, you don't actually do a lot of painting like you don't have tons like you you were showing how in the cart you were like there's like 12 canvases here you better get them before they're gone kind of idea right yeah is that something you've maintained or are you painting more
1: i'm still i paint a lot more but i don't sell a lot of my art you know because oh really yeah like i i sell a certain amount like i Mm -hmm. aim to sell about 10 pieces 10 to 12 pieces a year and keep it limited like that I feel like a lot of people. Who paint... That's
0: of like physical canvas art.
1: Yeah, physical yeah, canvas yeah, yeah. art. Yeah, because I see, I see a lot of artists. They don't really keep some of their pieces. They sell everything. Like they're they're so yeah, yeah. tuned in to selling. I got to sell all this art. And I'm like, nah, I'm gonna keep some because I see there's money in touring art also. So I said, I'm gonna keep some of my. Um, paintings, retain them in a family vault and I'm just going to tour them and then teach my family if anything should happen to me this is how you handle my art so this is how you tour it because I don't want to be another artist that you know all these bougie people make all of the money off of you and your family doesn't even see any of it so I'm just learning from my predecessors and using this technology to assist me where you know the galleries and all these other guys would have been like this technology is helping me replace that whole gallery scene you know
0: yeah, 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 I get it. You know, it's funny watching that Michael's video. It really made me itch to go there and pick up some canvases. I haven't painted painted in a long time. I painted Oh, I I, I was an art major in university. Uh-huh. Um and so I painted a lot then. Uh but the difference being um how would I say this? It was what I was required to paint. It was an assigned right. kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like like right. it was like, "Okay, you've got to do this for your art." And it was like, you know, and it was a learning experience, of course. But it doesn't have the same joy to it as just, you know, I want to make something that's expressing who I am, right? Exactly. And I got into digital stuff, and I've been painting a lot with my iPad Pro, and I adore that. I love it. But when I saw you shopping at Michaels, I was like, oh, I'd go right now, but I've got this podcast recording coming up. (laughs) You got to get to Michaels, man. I'm itching, man. I'm itching to – well, I just – I know it's such a different experience, right? Because I'm now so accustomed, I was saying this to you in the chat before the show, I was saying I'm so accustomed to the digital approach now where you erase it instantly, you know, you make Mm -hmm. a mistake, you just, but there's something about the physical that is just satisfying, right? Yeah, the whole
1: process of doing it is just like therapeutic for me more than anything. Like, it's just therapy, like time just flies by and you're just like creating. It's just, it's something godly about painting, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's interesting you say that because I've often said that when I'm just drawing on my iPad, I lose sense of time. I've always had this feeling when I draw, I'm in my own world, you know, and I've said this before, but People will say to me, you know, from years ago, say, oh, remember when this happened in school? I'm like, no, I don't remember because I was busy drawing. I just drawing. didn't exactly. pay attention to what was going on around me. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the same way.
1: I'm the same way. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I, I've definitely got to get out and get some canvases. Now, maybe I won't buy 12 to start. Maybe I'll just buy one or two. But I, I like that approach, just like mm-hmm. one a month type of thing. And are you yeah. still like selling it with an NFT to kind of be like the
1: authenticity type thing or what? Yeah, that's what we're doing now, because I never, like, when I got into the NFT world, I kind of strayed away from doing the canvases, so I never fulfilled the original purpose that I wanted NFTs. I've never sold an NFT and a canvas together, so now okay. I'm doing that, yeah. I've been just selling my canvases, but, because a lot of people don't understand the technology and they just opt out for it, like the canvas crowd, they're like, nah, I don't want one of those NFT things, like, they speak of it in a negative connotation. I'm like, bro, this, this is like the best way to prove that you actually <laughs> interacted with the artist and... But, you know, I just let people, you know, I'll meet them where they're at and then hopefully from them seeing me keep on in this uh, this, this uh, business that they'll be like, okay, I warm up to it after a while, you know?
0: So at this point, you not have not yet issued like a physical work with a token then? Is that what you're saying?
1: Haven't yet. I've, I've okay, issued... what are your
0: plans for it? Tell me how, how you imagine you're going to pull that off. What are you going to do?
1: Oh, that's easy, because I have my crowd already that does like it, so I'm just educating them now on the the use case of an NFT. What I have mm-hmm. done, and I've seen a lot of results with this, is I've started using the word digital collectible as opposed to NFT, because uh, I see that yeah. the NFT thing kind of gets them like, oh, my God, NFT. There's like the negative
0: connotations, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's so much negative connotations, but when, when you tell them it's a digital a certificate of authenticity then it's like oh okay or a digital collectible they're like okay i want a digital collectible it sounds more cool so it's just like words it's just it's just language between us and the people who are consuming what we're creating and once you get the right language with them it's easier it's an easier transition for the sale so people are now meeting me because they've seen my success in it because this was back before anything they thought i was crazy you're paying a thousand dollars for a jpeg you're <laughs> you're losing You're, you're wallet <laughs> You know, but now when they've seen the flips and they've seen everything that's happening, like, oh, now I'm listening to whatever you say. Bro. I'm a believer. <laughs> you know? So now it's an easier conversation. Like, yeah, I know NFTs. I researched it. So, you know, uh-huh. so now the next project that I'm doing is going to be that. I just did a, a drop where I, I led up to pairing the physicals. That was my first mm-hmm. try, but it wasn't a canvas. It was just like a small little physical that I did and um, it had the QR code in the back. So people are getting used now to... The two share in the same space you know digital and physical
0: okay cool so just for people who are listening who maybe are artists as well who are thinking of doing this can you give some advice on like how would you go about doing that like what would you do in order to have this painting packaged with this this uh nft or digital collectible token
1: well definitely right now we're using the qr code because you know that's the easiest way you'll scan mm-hmm. the qr code and then the qr code can lead you to a, a mint site where you can mint um the physical a version of whatever you bought um there's a there's a site that we use i think it's called nifty drop and nifty drop okay. is really dope if you ever heard of them or research them they're really good with it because they attach the, the the actual nft to that actual painting so as soon as you mint it you see your painting come up smooth process easy cool you know and it's good for. i might have to that. get some
0: tips from you on this after the show
1: oh, oh yeah de- <laughs> no nah, definitely definitely i'm all for educating <laughs> I'm all for educating and pushing artists forward. So I pick my brain, no problem. I'll let you know. And um, yeah, that's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now with just a QR code. And I'm just just letting technology catch up to where my mind is at. I think I have so much ideas. It's just catching the, the right ways to do it where yes. it's easier for the consumer, you know? I'm guessing that's
0: a problem for a lot of artists. Because I know for myself, yep. I've got ideas swirling around in my head all the time. And you know, it's mm-hmm. just a matter of, OK, which idea am I going to you know, pursue right
1: now? Yeah, exactly. And if it's ready, if the world is ready for it, like, a, can I package it? Can can I roll it out the right way, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. So, you know, I was looking through your work. And, of course, you've done work with uh, Kid 8 is one of the probably best yep. known artists yep. you've worked with. Tell me about that yep. experience. How did that come around?
1: Okay, so I knew Kid Eight's work from, he was kind of in the same space as me, making mixtape covers and things like that. So he's one of the artists that I used to look at like, whoa, his, his work is like amazing. So I yep. knew his work from working with Future. He did a cover for Future that I really liked. And I like the way his colors, like he's really crazy with his color schemes. So when I found out about NFTs and I'm just going through, R- through Bull, just looking through, and I see Kid 8, I see a piece from Kid 8, and I'm like, oh, Kid 8 is in the space too. Because you get excited to see other people in the space because at that time, nobody even knew. So I yeah, saw yeah. Kid in. And I started to, like, contact him on Instagram, speak back and forth. Hey, how are you doing with your art? Are you making any sales? And we just grew, like, kind of a relationship from there. And then I just started buying up some of his pieces, his earlier pieces, and then introducing it because, like I told you, I was an educator. So at that time, I had my Discord educating people, trading, and all that kind of stuff. So I told yep. the people in my Discord, like, yo, I think this guy's going to be big, and I think we all should just snatch some pieces from him early, you know, and, and kind of promote him. Because my thing is, if I'm going to... If I'm going to invest into one of your pieces, I'm not going to leave it there. I'm not one of the guys that buys your piece, sits down, it's in my wallet, and I'm waiting for you to blow up. No, I'm going to assist the process. So I'm going to go out and tell everybody this is the best artist ever. Like, I, I, because I really believe that. Like, I'm like, yo, his art is dope. So I share it, show it was a good pick. Yeah, it was a great (laughs) pick. You know, so it just, I mean, I
0: thought your your Genesis, I think you bought his Genesis for 0.2 ETH and sold it for 25, something like that.
1: 25, yep, 25 ETH. And listen, I didn't think, like, when the guy 33 had hit me about it and we're talking back and forth, I'm like, ah, uh, this guy's never gonna pay 25 V's because he was telling me, like, give, give me a few days and let me get it together for you. Right, right, like, right. Uh, You're like,
0: uh huh, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, then I see a DM, like, check your wallet and I go, and, what the <laughs> Yeah, I was I was speechless for a day. I just sat back and tell anybody. I was like a weirdo for a day, just like, nobody
0: could believe for it was me. true, right? You didn't wanna yeah, say anything because.
1: Yeah, like, I got to move this, I got to get a ledger, I got to make sure it's protected, you know? So it was exciting, like, it was the most, the more exciting part of it to me, more than the 25 ETH was just seeing like, look, I proved it, you know, like. Yeah, totally. I proved it, like people seen it, like, oh, and and other people from my um, chat that bought some were able to make sales too. So it was just like, look, I enriched people at the same time, I enlightened them to art and the value of art, It, it just all was perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Now you did some collaboration you did some collaborations with him as well, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did the Coin God series with him. We did like a three-part series where he took an image of me and showed like, you know, he, he kind of like crossed me with like a Jesus character. Yeah, We weren't trying mm-hmm. we were we weren't really trying to like you know, compare me to Jesus but just showing like me just bringing people into the the crypto space and showing them that this might be our way this might be our salvation for those who never had a chance at wealth before we're early in the space and this might be our chance to get the wealth so he put it together beautifully depicted it great and we made some classic pieces together you know Hey, in cooperation
0: with the Koi Network, I am presenting Atomic Zombies by decline. You can find these at AtomicZombies.io. We've got 10,000 zombies that will eventually be available, each with their own set of random generative characteristics. You can watch your zombie's characteristics unlock, emerge, and evolve as they receive more attention online powered by the Koi Network and proof of real traffic. Check it out at atomiczombies.io. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I was watching um, your uh, YouTube and you talk about moving out to the West Coast, and then you kind of featured some of the people that you were living with there. That was kind of comical. I like that. The one guy was complaining about doing the dishes, you know, that was. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So tell me about that experience. Are you still working on that show or what's happening with that?
1: Well, I didn't really intend it to be a show. It's a friend of mine that had the okay. idea. I had just moved out to the West Coast and I took some of my friends out there because I wanted to teach them the NFT. Some of them are rappers, some of them are artists. Yep. So I told them like this can work for all of us. Let me teach you the technology. And then my friend FD, yep. who is a guy who has like a lot of documentaries and stuff out, um, he just started filming us and it, it became what it was, you know? But it yep. taught me a it taught me a lot about uh just marketing because Everybody thinks NFT is just technical, and they don't really see the inside of, you know, the lives of some of these people that are in NFTs. Like, sure. I would love to see, I would love to see people uh, do like a, a reality series and see like stuff that people does, and you know, I would love to see that. Yeah, side. yeah, yeah. So, I, so I figured yeah. that that was a great way to bring people into the to the space without, you know, just overwhelming mm-hmm. them with just information, showing them another side of it. You know.
0: Yeah. And is it something that you're continuing to work on right now, or?
1: We're not working exactly. on it right now. We're on hold okay. with it now because I have so much other projects. But it is something yep. that was kind of like a pilot and a trailer just to show us the yes, possibilities. Yes, I get it. Yeah, so we're gonna raise some more funding and then do it the right way. You know.
0: Yeah. So I'm just imagining this. You're where were you in New York
1: before? Yeah, I'm in New York yeah, so. again. I'm back in New York. Oh, you're
0: back in New York. You were in New yeah. York. Yeah. You were. You hit the NFT craze. Head out to the mm-hmm. West Coast. Yep. And now you're back in New York. What made you decide to do that?
1: Because L.A. is too damn expensive and I don't want to blow my 25 <laughs> <meters>. <laughs> I, I want to keep some of the ETH. I didn't want to blow new my... New York's minutes,
0: not cheap so. either, though.
1: It's not, but I have a house here already. You know, out there, uh, I was near okay. B&B. Like, I'm established in New York. This is my hometown. Uh, okay. So it's kind of easier for me being here than being somewhere new, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, I get it. In L.A., you have to drive everywhere. In <clears> New York, you know, if I don't want to drive, I can jump on a train, get places really quick. So it's kind of more convenient, the, the the East Coast, for me at this point, you know?
0: That is so true. I noticed that in LA. I'm like, how, you know, it's not easy to get around. I had the same experience in Miami, actually. Miami is not an easy city to get around in either.
1: Nope. Nope. It's not. The traffic is just crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're right. New York is like super walkable.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can have a bike and you can be good with a bike in New York, you know, it's all up to you and your preference, you know yeah yeah or
0: bus or subway or whatever
1: right exactly yeah
0: it's odd to me that la such a huge city does not have better like public transportation
1: yeah and and then the ubers and all that kind of stuff out there's atrocious like you don't even want to try with an uber you can be waiting an hour for uber so if you're not driving in la it's a problem and if you're driving in la it's a problem so i just
0: just let just just
1: pick a spot
0: and stay there stay there
1: (laughs) <laughs> which 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 is what I did most of the time because I was in I was in like Chino Hill, which is like it's up like an hour and change away. So I yeah. didn't come down into L.A. unless I had something to, really important to do. But I just I like the lifestyle better than New York. I like I love New York for the convenience, okay. but California, not even just L.A., California, is my type of lifestyle. Like that's what, that like that freedom, that open air, that just oh yeah, that the vibe weather. is like the weather, the yeah. people I find are more like more artsy creative like creative acceptance. absolutely
0: everybody i ran into there they'd be like so what are you creating right they exactly. didn't exactly they didn't ask me you know what do you do for a living
1: exactly They're like so
0: what what are you working on what are you making
1: everybody i yeah. don't know if it's i don't know if it's connection with the weed or what but unless, <laughs> it's just more of a free freer society like beautiful yeah, people yeah. man Yep. yeah
0: yeah no i agree uh, up here in canada it would be kind of more similar to say like british columbia kind of vibe i right. mean right you know um mind you it's a little bit darker rainier cloudier than la right but right <laughs> colder <laughs> exactly. exactly yeah i gotta i gotta I come and see oh vancouver is beautiful thank yeah. one of the nicest places in the world honestly right yeah but it can be kind of gross in the winter it gets very cold and damp and rainy Right. I used to live just outside of Vancouver, and the first year we lived there, we didn't see the sun for a month
1: for a month
0: for oh. a month yeah, that might just that cloud, might be clouded in for a month
1: that might be a cool experience if it's curated in a way I guess you know I'm uh, an inside kind of depressing. I'm an inside person, so I not much oh, okay. to be depressed about inside that just give me more reason to stay in and create you know like that's it yep. right
0: on. That's cool. I was going to ask you about this uh, vending machine thing, you know, Mm -hmm. you had the the Popcom vending machine art collection in New York. Um, It was popcorn, naughty, disrupt, and uh, you created this together. Um, Tell me about that experience.
1: All right, so Popcom is a company that's that's building these uh, smart machines. That's really cool. So my mm-hmm. friend Dawn is is the one of the inventors over there, and the, she owns the company. So she mm. she said, Naughty, I wanted to do something cool with NFTs. I want to see if we can pair uh, IRL with the NFTs." And I said, mm-hmm. "All right, cool. Let's let's try it out." And actually, her team came up with the whole idea of let's take the uh, let's take whatever artwork that you have and frame it. We were gonna go with Infinite Objects at first, but because of the time. And the turnaround, we didn't, but we loved their presentation. So we came up with the New Yorkers theme because it was for NFT um, NYC, and we just took icons like who are the New Yorkers? Let's take ten New Yorkers that everybody knows. Let's make pictures of them and let's tie some cool stuff into it. So we did that. Got the got the vending machine set up, everything. Did our marketing promotion, and the people showed up. One lady came and she bought six. She just cleared mm-hmm. out the machine. She was like, "I want all whatever's in there. I want." And she just bought six. So it was just a cool experience because it felt more like a sneaker drop than the NFT drop because people were actually did. Because there were some people right. that just came. There were people that came that weren't going to buy the NFT, but they were for the community and they just want to come experience and support. So it was just like a, a vibe, like meeting people in real life that you only talk to online and people flew in from Alabama and different places. It was just a cool ass experience to bring people out in real life.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Now, are there going to be more iterations of this or was that yeah. just a one off?
1: Oh, no, that's, that collection is growing, but it's always going to be mm-hmm. the same way. So we're only going to uh, drop those in the Hilton Hotel in in, in New York City. So we're working mm-hmm. on the second drop now, which should be in August. And I think, like, each, it's going to be 10 each time that we drop. We're not going to do more than 10. Okay. I know that everybody likes the 10,000 PFP <laughs> and stuff, but I kind of like the slow <laughs> growth. I like yeah. the slow drops, you know? Yeah, yeah, just I hear you. space it out, you know? Right, right, right.
0: Well that's like yeah. your rare bears. I mean Yeah. It's not a huge collection, right? No.
1: Not right? at all. Do you wanna
0: talk about that a little bit? Like how did that come yeah. about?
1: All right, so the rare bears was the first time I ever tried to play with the uh, the PFP, but I just didn't right. want to do it I didn't want to do it the same way. I just didn't feel like I wanted to drop ten thousand items and I didn't want mm-hmm. the pressure that people had of selling out. Because I think that that's a bad thing. Like when you, oh, the first mm-hmm. day sales, let me look at the first day sales. No, <laughs> it's a constant build up, you know? Mm-hmm. And artists don't understand that. So they abandon projects after a while. They're like, Oh, it's not selling and Nah, so I didn't want that effect. So I said, let me just do a small addition. And we came up with the rare bears. At that time, you know, you had all this, like these cute PFPs. So I was like, what is cute? A cute animal <laughs> that hasn't been abused. Because they had everything out. <laughs> and I said, bears, let's just go with bears. like bears. Everybody loves yeah. bears, you know, and then we just did the, 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 the rare bears, and the people just loved them. They were cute and they just encouraged everybody to create. So I used to do what I did with that project is anybody who owned a rare bear, they had access to these sessions where I would mm-hmm. actually design the bear in front of them. So they felt already, oh, okay. yeah, I feel like giving them that piece makes them feel like oh i want that bear because they grow an attachment with it because they've seen you design it they're in the chat on zoom they're saying add this change the color of this so they have a input Oh, so intro. it wasn't
0: like uh, like one of these randomly generated mints where it just no. threw something together you actually did a no. custom
1: I, oh yeah all of those were custom hand done community watching they're sharing their input i just always wanted my nfts to be really community based i know a lot of people say community and they just drop a bunch of people in the discord <laughs> that's not a community i don't even like the word discord because if you look up the word discord it's not positive it, it's
0: exactly. the opposite of harmony
1: <laughs> it's the opposite of everything we're trying to do with the discord so i yeah. was just well like, but man, it can also
0: well okay it has multiple meanings but anyway
1: yeah yeah, but it, yeah exactly 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 depends on how you yeah. take it i guess you know yeah yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah that's interesting i you know i like the idea and i've talked to more and more people lately who are doing these kind of collectible like series like what you have here with rare bears another one that Mm -hmm. i talked to just the other day was threesomes and he actually he actually custom paints them and here's a cool thing he does is people can burn attributes um, in order to get certain things unlocked i I don't remember all the details of it and he'll go back and actually manually paint them out or change the actual Paintings because he keeps he keeps the physicals, okay, uh-huh. and he sells them a digital copy of it. But then that when they change the attributes, he'll go back and physically change the painting, that, and then what? change the NFT. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, that sounds crazy. I, I got to see that project. I like. It's a lot like of that.
0: work, I'd imagine. But yeah. So for example, he yeah. has one that's like he has these baseball players. Okay, and. Okay. Uh, they're all kind of ridiculous themes. Like there's a bunch of cardinales, like uh, popes and bishops and stuff, right? Okay. And But they're baseball players. So you see the baseball player, but with like the cardinal hat, you know? Right. But <laughs> if you cool. like burn the cardinal hat, he'll like repaint it without the hat there or like a cardinal gown, you know, like a cape, you know? Yeah. And he'll repaint it entirely, yeah. It's pretty. Oh, well nah,
1: he's he's fully in. He's immersed into it. Like that's yes, yeah, totally. That's so dope. you know,
0: it's just an interesting way that you see this connection between physical creation and the digital NFT. And it's just, I find it really interesting how those. It's coming yeah. to a point where the word that comes to mind is singularity. Like it's you know exactly. they're interchangeable. It comes together, right? Because exactly. right now they're kind of these separate things.
1: Exactly. That's what's that's what's going. Ray Kurzweil. Yes. Like that's This is where it's going. Like. People want to interact. Like I would buy into a project like that just because I know the artist is working. It's not some guys that threw something into a yeah. machine and just selected. <laughs> I want to, and I'm, and nothing against that because that there's an art to that too. You know, like there's sure. a lot of tech, there's a lot of tech that goes into that. So no disrespect to it, but me as an artist that comes from a different background, I just like mm-hmm. projects like that where it's interested to, to, like he's gonna take his time to go back and actually, like he's an artist that loves it. And I get that vibe off of it without even seeing the project just from you explaining it to me. I know he's an artist that loves it. So those are the kind of projects that I look for and would want to invest in, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, you'd have to love it because, I mean, the amount of time yeah. he must be spending exactly. on this, it's Not got to a occupy money. a significant amount of his
1: life. Exactly. But that's that's probably what makes him live and love. So it's like, yes. like I don't mind doing this. Like. I would do this. There's a
0: humor to it, right? There's a humor, like just like with your rare bears. There's a humor to them, like you know, like the Pikachu bear and the like the decapitated Batman Joker one. You know, like (laughs) there's something it it makes you laugh, right? That's what you know gives it that longevity. I think,
1: right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. So, what do you have? What are your what are you working
1: on right now? Well, I'm working on the second season of the New Yorkers, which we're going to drop in August, like I said. And then I'm finishing up 12 canvases for a drop that I'm going to do with Disrupt Art. And that'll be the first time that I actually pair the canvases with a NFT. So those two drops I'm fully on. And then also okay. I, I manage the Cozy. So we're working on a lot of stuff with the Cozy as well. So, you know. Yeah, tell
0: me a little bit more about your connection with Cozy.
1: Oh, Cozy. Well, I started off as a fan, like just seeing his work and just hitting him online and buying some of his uh, merch. And then, you know, just, I used to buy, like, um, exclusive merch for him. So I'd be like, I like that T-shirt, but I want you to add something. So, you know, we started talking and back and forth because of that. And then, you know, as we grew, when I went out to L.A., pulled up on him, seen how cool he was, and I I was just like, yo, I know how to sell art. You make it. You're great at it. Let's use each other's strengths and kind of work together, you know, same way I was doing with Kid 8, because I see the same kind of vision with the coast. Like, I think he's, like, one of the big ones, you know, like, I just get that that vibe off of him. So we've just been helping each other together, you know. Management, he helps me with certain things. I help him with certain things, and we just collaborate and make sure that we, we we're all being successful, you know. So mm-hmm. it's just a mm-hmm. he's just a cool guy. Kosi's like a real, laid back, cool guy, rather chill. Not into none of the prop like not not. In the, he just wants to chill and make art. So yeah. I vibe with him for that, you know. Yeah. So we just we just make art and you know make it work.
0: So you talk about being, knowing how to sell. Like, what, what's, your, uh, what's the magic for you? How, how have you managed to be su- so successful with that?
1: Community and con- contacting and staying in touch with your community beyond just the sale, Because a lot of people only talk to their community when they're selling. So I have, mm-hmm. app, I have an app called the Community App. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. And I use that more so than my Discord because it's a text-based app. So I, okay. feel, like, I feel like when I text you, you're going to see it. I feel like a Discord mm-hmm. can be turned off. Like I cannot yeah. go on my Discord for the day. It's annoying and I'm not going. Nah, it's here. just a
0: wall of texts and it's, you can't keep up with all of it. Yeah.
1: Right. So I text most of my community through this community um, app and it's more personable for them because they feel like I got this directly from Nadia. It's, it's not like in a big chat and I got to make sure I see it. It's coming <laughs> directly to me. Through my text on my phone, that's always in my hand. That it's it's just a very direct way. So you know, I also trade forex. So you know, people that have my NFTs, they're also getting like trades and you know. Okay. new stories come through, I sift through stories and find the good ones about crypto, if I hear something that, that, that might be a coin that they should invest in, I send it. So it's a constant communication that's beyond just, hey, I'm dropping an NFT, buy it. Nah, like, I'm making sure that my people are financial, I'm making sure they're having progress, I'm making sure they're trading and making money. So when it does come the day when I need you, like when I say, hey, I'm dropping an NFT, I know that we've been making money together. Like, you have to think of it that way, you know? I'm not just thinking of, oh, you got money, come spend it with me. I'm like, hey, let me make some money with you for the next two months because, you know what? I know I have a drop coming in the future and it would be better for me to invest my time to make sure you're financially ready for my drop. Let me make some money with you so when the drop does come, that's a small percentage off of what you made. It's just an easy and a, and a, and a good relationship, you know?
0: What, what got you into the Forex trading?
1: Forex trading, I always just didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to (laughs) like check into nobody's job, you know? And then one of my friends just came and that time they was like Forex scam, like a pyramid Uh scheme. Hey, join, join my Forex team and then recruit a whole bunch of other people and just build, just make money off. But I saw the other side of it where I dug into the education. I said, no, I'm not going to just keep recruiting people. I'm going to dig into the education and see how, because this thing is really powerful. Like you can make money whether the, the market is up or down. So I just mm. started getting into trading views, studying um, IML. That was the, the, the academy, I um, um, iMarket's academy. I, I studied with those educators. They're the ones who put me onto all the different cryptos because I only knew about Bitcoin. Met this guy named Cobain. He started just really educating me on all the different projects and white papers and why I should look deeper into crypto. And I just took that same information that people were giving to me and gave it to my community. And we just formed, you know, what we have. Are now. you, are
0: you still doing the Forex with the, with the uh, market kind of on the downside? You're saying you're still making money that way. We
1: did, we did 82 pips on NZDJPY this morning, me and my community about, I think it was about 30 people that woke up on time. Cause it's not everybody that wakes up on time. I trade sure. early in the morning, but yeah, we did like 82 pips this morning. Like we're eating, we're eating in the market, you know, I'm making yeah, sure. Explain that this to, to, to me. Fed.
0: Pips, explain this to me. I'm not a Forex trader. Okay.
1: Oh, you're not a Forex trader. All right. So that's no. just a point, point presents is, uh, Pip is just like the movement on the charts. So if I say yeah. uh I'm betting X amount of money on this this amount of movement, you know, all the pips that go up show me the amount of money that I'm making. So if it goes up 82 pips and I have a dollar a pip, then I'm making eighty two dollars. If I have I see. ten dollars a pip, you know? So it's, it's a ratio it's, kind of thing. Yeah, it's a ratio kind of thing. It is gambling. Like people try to separate separate it from gambling. Like, it's not gambling. It's gambling, but it's with kind of like a more uh, you have insight on where the market might go if you pay attention to news and things like that. But it is still gambling with your money. Anything of course, it's money, still a, ri- a huge risk. Yeah, yeah, huge huge risk. So I just help a lot of people that don't have the information. They don't know how to do it on the charts, but they know how to use their MT4 trader. And I just mm-hmm. train them how to use that. And I send them the same signal. So they're taking the same plays that I take. You know? Right, of them. Right, some of them stay there and don't want to learn it, but some of them start wanting to control their own money. And that's what makes them start learning for themselves. Well.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, you know, now that the NFT market has kind of quieted down so much, you know, like, mm-hmm. what what do you see happening here over the next little while? I mean, is it going to stay in a lull for a long time? I'm kind of feeling like, you know, maybe even by fall, we might see a bit of a change, but I don't know. What oh, do you no, think?
1: It's, it's definitely going to be a change. I think it's just a restrategy for the NFT creators right now, you know? So there's a lot of different things that's stepping in to help us. Like, there's a lot of credit card-based companies now that are stepping in where it's like, oh, you don't need crypto to have NFTs now. You can just use your credit card. So all these different innovations that's coming in is just going to help. And for the, the people who are out there, if you stay with your community, it's only seems like it's suffering because the big projects and certain projects are filling around us and those are the ones we look to to gauge the success of the market. But there's a lot of little successes that I'm not talking about, you know? Like, I just sold out a collection, you know what I'm saying? But that's not a big collection so it's not talked about like that. But the people who are <laughs> really here, who are really web three, because a lot of these projects, I'm going to tell you, like, I was just uh, researching uh, Chris Brown's project and he only did 264 pieces out of a 10,000 collection and that's because Chris Brown and his team were trying to promote to his fan base instead of trying Mm -hmm. to promote first to Web3 people. Like, you have to have Web3 people that understand as your foundation. That's a project that's going to stick because they understand. You know, but these fly-by-night people that got into the market, seen something cute, bought into it, and thought it was going to make them a billionaire, they're fleeing, and it makes it look like the market is a failure, but it's not really. It's just a purge of the people who were not serious. And Those who stay here and continue building and continue staying diligent we're going to get paid in the end. Yeah. You got to take a little bit of pain. You got to take a little bear market as part of the game. You know, we're supposed to be reinvesting. Don't worry too much about the news. There's people invested in putting bad news on crypto out there. That's that's what we're seeing. But there's a whole yeah. other side that's not being spoken about. And we need to just stay focused on on that side of things. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, uh, maybe uh, to wrap things up, do you want to drop a little alpha, You know, give us a little inside information on what you're doing or what's coming up for you? Obviously, we've talked about it a little already, but maybe right. you know, All right. a little yeah, link so, of some sort.
1: Yeah, definitely. If anything that you guys want to know, just go to CoingodX.com or go to CoingodX on Twitter or CoingodX on Instagram. And what I'm doing right now, I'm working on that NYC, the NFTs uh, for yep. the NYC collection. I'm working on the second season. Uh, we're tying that into real-life um, situations, so we're working with a few different businesses in New York. I don't want to reveal anything okay. yet, but we're working with businesses so that they would start uh, accepting the NFTs for a certain perk. So you might get a 25% off if you sh- if you buy your smoothies over here. or oh, you know nice. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, so I'm trying to really like touch the businesses out here, and I offer them uh, education on the Web3 space for free if they acknowledge my NFT in their business for some kind of discount. So I'll teach them how it works for their business. They accept it. So now they get to see how it works because they see the people come in. Plus I expose them to my community. So it all just works in tandem together, you know? So that's what I'm doing and just continually uh, creating canvases and, and figuring out how to cr- um, connect the, the real world to the digital world, you know?
0: Yeah, I think I might be heading out to Michael's later today.
1: You should, man. <laughs> I think right now there's like a big <laughs> 70% off like... Yeah. Is that right? Only, yeah. Okay. Only, listen, to anybody that's watching this, <laughs> shop at Michael's when you can get, buy one, get one free. And stock up now because we don't know about supply chain, you know how fickle things are. So when you yep. get these kind of like July 4th deals and stuff, like stock up on them, man. <laughs> stock up on them.
0: In the I'm pandemic, not sponsored by Michael's, but you know.
1: Exactly. Neither am I, but <laughs> I just thought, like, hey, if you want to go to Dick's or wherever you want to go, go get some canvases, <laughs> stock them up and do some art. It's, it's, it's therapy. And it's, it's it's just you creating an asset out of your, your your energy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, yep, yeah. So yeah, sure. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Well, hey, thank
0: you very much for spending this time with me. It was really fun talking with you and just uh, I don't know, getting your energy here through the through the conversation. And also, with
1: that. with you, I want to say before I go that I love your art too. Your art is oh, dope. Thanks, the, piece, man. the piece that you did at the cozy I was like, oh shoot, like when when you sent it to me, I, I actually like, mm-hmm.
0: never minted that. I never minted that piece.
1: And my, yeah. You might have to admit that we might have to talk. We might have to come yeah, yeah. to see how we can make it work. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah, I, it would go well with my known origin collection of uh, Cube Pop celebs. So, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, right yeah. on. Well, hey, thank you so much for spending this time with me. And yeah, I wish you all the best.
1: Uh, thanks, man. And we'll do some great things together. Hopefully, I'll do some more great things where I'll come back and do another episode.
0: Awesome, that'd be great for sure. All, all right. right, take care. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.